really want to be part of something, um, you know, part of something more than just creating delicious food for people that can afford it. From EXPDET, a lifestyle magazine and podcast bringing you the best of what Detroit has to offer, I'm your host, Lou Goldhaber, and on today's episode, we're recording from this incredibly beautiful bar right at the new opening of Oaken Reel and New Center, and we're talking with none other than Michelin star executive chef and owner of this awesome joint, Jared Gaba. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks Welcome. For I am so excited for you. I wish everybody could see what I see right now, this beautiful new space right in New Center that everyone in Detroit I know is going to love. Well, you, you can see it. All you got to do is make a reservation and come on down. There you go. Come on down. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you for taking your you know, time out of your day. I know you're probably really busy. This place is open like three or four weeks ago, and it's incredible. You guys should see this space. So I can imagine you're super busy, so thanks for taking time today. Hey, my pleasure. All right. I want to start just kind of just talking about your journey as a cook. So I can imagine it takes a long journey to become a Michelin star chef. So talk to me about your evolution about when you started cooking. Uh, I started cooking in, in college. You know, when, I, when we grow up, um, you know, I have a big, a big extended family and, and, you know, gatherings, you know, whether it was family gatherings or, or coming home, you know, for, for holidays in college or, or weekends in high school. My family always uh, liked to, to party. Uh, so, uh, you know, we would often host events at our house where, you know, my dad would cook. Uh, we'd have, you know, a lot of our friends over and, and it just kind of became something that, that hosting that sense of, of kind of creating memories and bringing people in seemed to, to resonate with me and stick with me even before I realized that, that this was, you know, a calling that I could actually follow. And, you know, as I got to college, I, you know, I, I kind of grew up working in car dealerships. I didn't, you know, have a whole lot of direction or, or, or um, you know, passions in life that I knew of. Uh, and, you know, I got to college and I started thinking about what, what I might be able to do. And, you know, hospitality business seemed like, you know, a good kind of uh, middle of the road uh, direction to start. Uh, and as I, I progressed, you know, down that road, I, I realized that, you know, cooking and, and um, you know, those classes kind of spoke to me more. And I, I started doing more of it, you know, in the, in the houses that I lived in for my roommates, uh, you know, trying to, to woo uh, dates with, you know, with meals that I would look, you know, look up in my Joy of Cooking cookbook. And, you know, eventually... Uh, I just, you know, realized that this is something that, that I enjoyed. I liked the quick pace of it all, the, you know, the adrenaline rush of a busy service, the, you know, the sense of satisfaction you get when you walk out, you know, at night. And, and you know, as a cook, there's not really much to think of until the next day. You know, sure. there's not much to stress about. It's, you know, the stress is, is the service, is, you know, the prep time, getting ready for service. So, so when you... Did you always know you were you were good at it though? Like when you first started, were you like experimenting and you were like, God, this is this stuff's terrible, or were you talented like right out of the gate? No, I think I always you know had a knack for for putting recipes together uh, as you know as a beginner, and then you know as once you get you know in the kitchen, you learn you know if you can actually like do the mechanical um, you know element of it over and over again, and you know in a consistent and rapid manner, so that you're quote unquote, a good cook, a good line cook. Uh, and I, I, I was, I learned that I was, you know, pretty good at that. And then 
I don't know, it just kind of, um, you know, became something where it morphed into um, more of a concept than, than, a, than, a, than a memory, you know, than, than my memory or than, you know, um, you know, than recipes. It, it was more of an idea of cooking, you know, being able to, to kind of see things cook through and, and, you know, and imagine them, you know, when they're on the oven and, and finding ways to, you know, to, to, to expedite that, you know, to get that faster result or slow down the results. And, and, you know, and ultimately, you know, you kind of work your way up and, and, you know, I had, um, you know, after I graduated college, I, I, you know, went to work in the car dealership in Dearborn and, and quickly realized if I don't, you know, find somewhere to go, something to do that I, you know, I could very easily be there in 20 years. Sure. Um, and, and at the time my brother was living in New York uh, and he, you know, said, hey, if you, you know, I saw an ad for the French Culinary Institute and he said, you know, if you, you can stay with me while, while you're going to school and I'll help you, uh, you know, with the tuition, uh, you know, give you a loan. And I was like, all right, you know, done. So I applied and, and got in. I went to the French Culinary Institute and, you know, started working right away, you know, through school and, um, um, you know, so, and, and so, then, fa- so I want to, I want to fast forward because okay. I want to spend a lot of time talking yeah. about Oak and Real, but okay. tell me about the journey of the types of food you've cooked along the way. I mean, have yeah. you done all types of stuff to get to this point? Um, you know, like I said, I started, I studied French. Uh, I worked mostly in French restaurants, um, you know, in, in an early, you know, from the, from the onset, um, they all, there was some fusion here and there, but then, you know, Randomly, I, I, you know, I worked at a, well, not randomly, but I worked at a place called 11 Madison Park, which was, you know, uh, which, you know, was a great restaurant and, you know, was the number one restaurant in the world uh, just a few years back. Uh, and then I, I kind of applied to a Craigslist ad and, and met a guy named Michael White and, you know, didn't even realize it was Italian food, but I kind of, you know, I met him. I, I really got along with him. He was very, you know, charismatic and passionate and, you know, and I just, I, I just really liked being with him, and, and I thought that, you know, together we could do something special. And, you know, and he gave me an opportunity to open, open Maria, which, you know, was where, I, where we earned, you know, two Michelin stars and, and kept them for the nine years that I was there. Um, so, you know, it was just a, a series of hard work and some good opportunities that I was able to, to, to capitalize on and, and, you know, and move forward. So most people that don't know your journey, it's a pretty cool story. So... You're a Michigan guy, right? You were in New York for 15 years. You worked at all these incredible establishments, and now you're back. You're back in your hometown. How does it feel to bring all that culinary experience back to the place you grew up? Um, for me, it's a it's a humbling experience. You know, I I I, I realize that you know that I've been blessed with my opportunities. Um, you know, I, I one of my favorite things about this industry and about being a chef is is the mentoring. You know, the the passing on of knowledge and and building you know um, you know building people up so that they can can follow their their dreams and, and be better able to to do so. You know, if they have the opportunity. So you know, coming back is something that I always wanted to do. Um, I always you know it was always in the back of my head. It was never you know a question. You know, when I met my wife, I said you know what this you know. If you love me, this is great, but eventually we're moving to Michigan. Yeah. Uh, and I talked to her before the show, yeah. and she seems to dig it here. Yeah. So, so I, think, I think you made a good choice. Yeah, I, I agree. She's a, an amazing woman and, you know, has been supportive through, through all of this. But, but just being home, you know, is, it's, it's, it just gives you that warm, that warm feeling, you know, of, of, you know, of being where you're supposed to be, where I was meant to be. That's awesome. So let, let's talk about the concept, right? So 
the place is amazing. It's gorgeous. The materials you use, the, the space you built out. But when you started like visioning what the restaurant you wanted to open in your own hometown, like what was the concept? What, what, how did you end up here? Um, I, so Marea, the restaurant where I kind of made my name for myself, um, you know, it was an Italian seafood restaurant. So, you know, I was there for nine years. I don't know, tens of thousands of people, you know, came through there everywhere I went in, in the world, you know, when, in opening different restaurants in Hong Kong or Istanbul or, you know, in our travels through Italy or, you know, the degree of separation. Somebody knows somebody that's eaten at Marea. And, you know, it, to me, it just made sense to try to, to, try to continue that here because I know that, you know, growing up in Michigan, seafood was not really a, a, a very strong focus in, in a lot of places. It wasn't a, a prominent feature in, in our home meals. It wasn't something that we went out to eat very often. You know, I remember uh, orange roughy baked on, you know, aluminum foil, you know, with like paprika on it. You know, yeah, like that was that's, a fam- that's like a family specialty. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's like, a, you know, orange roughy was yeah. the tilapia. Shout out to my today. mom because that was a, yeah. that's one that See, she, you know. I think it was every mom's, yeah. you know. Lemon uh, sole yes, on the, on the yes. tin foil. That was a big one. Yes. yes. So, you know, I, I, I kind of saw that and I, you know, I, and I, you know, having 10 years of, of, you know, I guess tricks in my back pocket, uh, it just, you know, made sense to me. I'm at an age where I'm not looking to reinvent the wheel. You know, I know that this, you know, I know that people like Italian food. All cultures love noodles, you know, Asians, you know, um, you know Greeks, you know, Italians, French. I mean, everybody, noodles is kind of part of, of everybody's, you know, uh, comfort staple. Um, so, you know, combining that with, with seafood, uh, you know, it just made sense in this market where there's, you know, there's a couple of places, but, but it's not really a highly focused, um, you know, aspect of, of the dining culture here in, in the Midwest. So a lot's changed in your hometown since you left. I mean, you spent a lot of time in New York, you've been around the world, you've experienced, you're back. What are you most excited about when you look at your hometown and what it's become and what it hopefully will continue to be? What are you most excited about? Well, you know, part of part of the journey in getting here is you know well while i was in new york for the 15 years i you know i always kind of had an eye towards detroit and towards this area kind of waiting for that sustained momentum you know you'd have some blips here and there of like oh it's you know it's finally coming back and you know and then there'd, there'd be a hiccup and you know and then i just you know the, the momentum kept building and, you know, and it was, it was exciting to kind of see from afar the, the recognition that, you know, that some, you know, lo- local restaurateurs and chefs were getting nationally and, you know, seeing, you know, faces on, you know, in food and wine or, um, you know, uh, on TV or, you know, seeing, seeing that representation made me kind of want to come and be a part of it. And, and I knew that, you know, that I had something to offer. Um, so, you know, just, just kind of, you know, being a part of, of, of the regrowth, you know, seeing, seeing the development, you know, when I, when we started looking at the space, I went to the, the, you know, the development board meeting and saw, you know, a hundred developers talking about the, all the projects that they're doing in this area and, 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 you know, having the opportunity to be a part of, of, of the beginning of something or, or near the beginning of something, because, because clearly, you know, Detroit's been been a, a resilient and tough city, and you know, um, you know, been building. You know, every people have been trying to build for, 
you know, much, much, much longer than, than before I got here. So, you know, just to kind of come in here and, and see, you know, look across the street and see construction workers and see, you know, uh, the guys from Chartreuse building next door and, you know, um, the platform building and the Chroma building and, and the new murals and the art and, you know, just, just seeing that kind of renaissance, you know, really, truly unfold uh, in earnest is, is what I'm most excited about. So let's talk about the chef community here, because you're right. I mean, I, I got here in 2013, kind of like right at the start of where everything really started picking up. And one by one, you'd start reading about executive chefs from other cities who were coming. They were either from here or they saw an opportunity here. How is the chef you know, community? Is it, is it welcoming? Do you guys talk? Is it kind of like, hey, we're so excited to have another amazing chef in town? Is it competitive? I mean, how do how do you fit into that new matrix of chefs here? I, I, honestly, I've I've seen nothing but love from you know from all the the chefs that I've met and spoken with. Um, you know, I haven't met them all yet. I've you know been constantly amazed at the the level of um, of disclosure, the level of you know of help they've been willing to give me sitting on the phone with me for hours at a time to you know discuss my you know my LLC or my tax structure or you know my business plan and and you know to see if my my figures match up with you know with local uh, with local accounting you know versus New York accounting and um, you know, honestly, you know, everybody at this point in time, you know, they've all come to visit us. You know, we, we ran some industry specials, you know, for the first few weeks, uh, and people, you know, resoundingly have, you know, have been supportive and, and, you know, grateful and, and, um, and excited about having us, you know, in the community. And, and, and I really feel, uh, like Detroit's, you know, nowhere near a, a saturation point in which people need to worry about, uh, you know, losing guests or, you know, there's enough room for all of us is, is kind of what I hear as well from you yeah. Know, there's from definitely the, a thirst for from this. the industry, and, and and unfortunately now more so than ever. You know, we need we need job creators. We need people to to keep this industry you know going in such a, a challenging time when when so many are gonna are gonna fall by the roadside. Unfortunately, so you know to to have this opportunity to you know to to open up you know at this time when you know when people when we when we need to work hard and, and band together and, and and you know make sure that you know that that's you know locals and you know suburbanites all have somewhere to to come and eat when you know when they're ready to um you know it's, sure. it's exciting so let's talk about your location i mean you picked new center which is a really interesting kind of evolving neighborhood i know it was really important to you to not just open up a restaurant but be a part of the fabric of the community um, and plans for the future and growing that kind of connection with the neighbors and why here i mean was there something special that spoke to you that you were like this is it this is where i want to be well, um, I, in kind of searching for this space, uh, you know, I had an investor that was, you know, animate about, you know, downtown, midtown. So, you know, I engaged and I went and looked and, you know, certainly there's, there's so much beautiful architecture that it's really hard to, to not be able to envision something beautiful in a lot of these spaces. But, but ultimately being in New York for 15 years, you know, I just got tired of, of like looking up at buildings and, and, you know, being surrounded by concrete and, and, uh, you know, and I know that there are communities, you know, in downtown and midtown and Corktown. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know, I just had this, this vision of, you know, of having, of deal, working with the farm, the, you know, Michigan Urban Farming Initiative that's across the street, you know, and I see them out there, you know, growing vegetables for, for the neighborhood and, you know, and I, you know, I just, I, I, I just, you know, after being in New York for 15 years, I, I really want to, to 
to be part of something, um, you know, part of something more than just creating delicious food for people that can afford it. You know, I wanted to be able to, to give back and, you know, and, and, you know. So did you know it right away or did it take some convincing? No, I think I came in here and, you know, and it, it just kind of spoke to me, you know, it was, it was one of these things where we rolled up, you know, and it was all bricked over and, you know, uh, and very disheveled looking and, you know, and I, but I looked across the street, I saw a lot of green uh, and I was still in New York at the time, so you know I was kind of starved for that that nature. But you kind of roll up the you know the the heavy doors and you know kick open the back doors so that you can get some more light because it was you know it was just a shell of a place. And and I saw the 16 foot ceilings and the you know the terracotta tiles and the you know and I just I, you know it, it it was a size that was maybe a little bit bigger than I wanted, but you know but you know we were able to kind of find. Uh, some ways that you know to, that would make it work, and you know, and and you know, would be something that I could just be here. You know, I don't need to have you know six restaurants or ten. Re- you know, like I, I don't aspire to to be a huge restaurant tour with a bunch of properties that all do um, that all do well. Yeah. Um, well we should be you know, really proud of what you yeah, created because I want to just have a special s- place yeah. for sure. So let's let's. I mean, you you aren't just a chef. Unless it's be blunt here. You, you, your resume and your accolades are incredibly impressive. I know you're a humble guy. You probably won't like talking about it, but you're bringing a lot of cooking chops to a city that is thirsting for more and more of like incredibly eclectic and unique food. So of all those amazing accolades, were there any that, that spoke to you the most? You were like, I'm really proud of this. And maybe it's as simple as I taught a line cook how to do something. And that was my most meaningful moment. But what accolades were like, I know I've, I've made it. Um, I mean, I assume we're just talking professionally because well, my, my, obviously you know, the my, wife and my children, children my yes. wife and children are, are by far and away the, you know, the best thing I've ever done. But, um, but honestly, I think that the, you know, the, the relationships that, that I've built, you know, throughout the years, you know, the, the, you know, the cooks and, and chefs that, you know, I still, you know, talk to on a regular basis that, that, you know, dedicated, you know, years and years of their lives to me, um, you know, to help, you know, my career uh, move forward and grow, but also allowed them to, to then, you know, advance their career as well and, and take it to different cities. Like you said, you know, there's this kind of exodus of, of these big metropolises to, to places like Detroit and St. Louis and, um, um, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, like there's, there's just these, these, um, this movement and, and that, you know, those relationships, I think, you know, are, are more, they mean more to me now, you know, certainly, you know, the beard award, you know, was a great night. You know, it was, it was awesome. You're dressed up in a tuxedo, you've got your, you know, you won, it's, you know, you get on stage. I mean, there's certainly moments, you know, you know, earning that second Michelin star, earning the first Michelin star, you know, but and every year keeping that. But. So can you just tell the audience, because I don't think most people know that, like, how incredible that is. Can you just explain to them what, like, having a Michelin star restaurant really means? It means a number of things. It means, you know, it means that, you know, that, that one Michelin star is, you know, is a, is a great restaurant. Uh, you know, two Michelin stars is an exceptional restaurant, and three Michelin stars is, you know, some of the best restaurants in the, in the world. Um, so... You know, to have two Michelin stars, you know, we were the only Italian restaurant with two Michelin stars in the country. Uh, it was, you know, something that allowed me to, you know, to have the, you know, to have to get the best cooks because they all want that for their resume. You know, it allowed me to have more more retention, you know, because because people want to come and work there. People want to come and eat there. So 
So it's, it's a privilege, um, but it was a lot of hard work to, to maintain that, you know, on a yearly basis because nobody, you know, everybody likes to knock down the people on the top and, you know, everyone loves, uh, you know, the, the underdog. Getting there as the underdog was great, but eventually you're, you Holding know, you're not the underdog yeah. anymore and, you know, and, and you got to make sure you're sharp and, and that, you know, that you're constantly pushing and, and that, you know, the teams that you know cycle through over the years you know understand the standards and you've 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 put in place the infrastructure you've you know and you constantly you know maintain and tweak and and try to get better every day yeah so for everyone out there listening know that like this is not just going to a normal restaurant you're going to get some incredible cuisine creativity flavors beautiful you know plating the food i mean the whole experience goes into kind of what you do and i think People don't really experience that until they see it for the first time. So you definitely got to come down here and check this out. So last question before we get into my favorite part of every podcast, which I'm going to surprise you on in a minute. What's next for you? So you're, you're back, you're in Michigan, you've opened up your kind of home dream spot. What's next? Uh, to build this place into a, you know, a Detroit staple. I want this place to be the top of your mind for, you know, for, for seafood, you know, for, for Italian food. I want everybody to, to come and experience it. I want, you know, I want my staff to, I want to continue to grow my staff. I want to get through this pandemic and, and come out the other side with, you know, with the ability to, to provide what, what we imagined this place could be. You know, it's a big space. It's got a lot of seats. I want to do catering. I want to do private events. I want to have, you know, weddings in here. I want to, you know, I want to throw block parties in this big parking lot that I have for everybody. I want to, you know, I, I want to, I want my family to grow up here. I want, you know, I want, I want this place to just be like, like a second home to, to everybody, not just myself and my family, but to, you know, but to the locals, to the, you know, the people coming in. I want it, you know, I want it all. And uh, I think if all that happens, we're all going to win, yeah. which is great. So, all right. So this is my favorite part of every podcast. This is the lightning round. All right, so this is totally stream of consciousness. First thing that comes to your mind, no wrong answer. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Your favorite thing to cook? Uh, stews. Stews, okay. Your favorite junk food indulgence? Swedish fish. Oh, you're a man true to my heart. I love it. Your go-to cuisine that you're not cooking? Uh, Asian. Asian, okay. And your favorite city other than New York or Detroit to dine in? Um, that I've been, maybe Paris. It's a good one. All right. Yeah. That was pretty good. You were pretty, uh, pretty quick with those answers. Yeah. And th this audience out there, I did not prep him with the questions. Those were no. all stream of consciousness. Um, well, I just want to say thanks again. I know how incredible this undertaking must be. Uh, I'm so glad I got a first kind of hand look into your journey and your story, and I'm sure the audience will as well. So thank you. Good luck and congratulations on your opening. Um, and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. I appreciate you coming in tonight. So for more information on Jared himself or the restaurant Oak and Real, check him out on Instagram. Some of the food photography is amazing. Well, come on down here, book a reservation, eat here. The restaurant address is 2921 East Grand Boulevard, right downtown in Detroit, Michigan. Um, and I just want to say thanks for everyone for listening to this episode of the EXP BET podcast. Please check us out and write some more reviews or provide us some feedback. There's so many amazing stories about other Detroiters doing incredible things in your town. So check us out at expdet.com, or you can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Have a great day.